Greetings. Thank you all for returning to this week's new study episode titled, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 2. I am Pastor John, welcoming our returning global audience of unchurched, self-study people, as well as those who are part of a church. For anyone looking for greater depths in God's Word with a stronger personal study, we also extend a warm welcome to all our new listeners here for the first time. Thank you all for listening. May you all be blessed of God. Our episode last week, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 1, was posted on July 2nd. Last week, we learned from Scripture, For I am sure of this very thing, that the one who began a good work in you will perfect it until the day of Christ Jesus. From Philippians chapter 1, verse 6. That work of perfection is wrought through the temptations, trials, and tribulations we are subject to in our daily lives. This Bible verse phrase, for I am sure of this very thing, is explained in commentary. This strong language, it means to be fully and firmly persuaded or convinced. From Barnes New Testament Notes, we further noticed God's attention to his people saved through Christ. We are, quote, kept, unquote, or preserved in the faith and hope of the gospel who are preserved from apostasy, or so kept that you will finally obtain salvation. Finally obtain salvation? What? I do not have salvation now if I am called, saved in Christ, by Christ? We also noted in verses 3 and 4 in our scripture passage that we have an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. Barnes New Testament Notes told us the common reading is, quote, for you, end quote. The idea is that it is an inheritance appointed for us and kept by one who can make it sure to us and who will continue to bestow it upon us. To find out more, listen to our previous episode titled, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 1. This week, our study is titled, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 2. We continue our look into the goal of our faith. Our scripture reads, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. By his great mercy, he gave us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead, that is, into an inheritance imperishable, undefiled, and unfading. It is reserved in heaven for you, who by God's power are protected through faith for a salvation ready to be revealed in the last time. This brings you great joy, although you may have to suffer for a short time in various trials. Such trials show the proven character of your faith, 
which is much more valuable than gold. Gold that is tested by fire, even though it is passing away, and will bring praise and glory and honor when Jesus Christ is revealed. You have not seen him, but you love him. You do not see him now, but you believe in him, and so you rejoice with an indescribable and glorious joy, because you are attaining the goal of your faith, the salvation of your souls. From 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 through 9. This week we continue in verse 6. For clarity, it reads, This brings you great joy, although you may have to suffer for a short time in various trials. People I have met in my lifetime never seem to be filled with great joy while suffering various trials, even if for a short time as we perceive it to be today, in the now. However, the short time referred to here is our total life in this world compared to our eternal life as the full scale of comparison. Surely, if we live forever, then this life of many years is still very short by comparison. So, why do we rejoice? Wherein you greatly rejoice. The idea is that the prospect which they had of the future inheritance was to them a source of the highest joy, even in the midst of their many sufferings and trials. The particular meaning here is that the hope which they had of their future inheritance enabled them to rejoice even in the midst of persecutions and trials. It not only sustained them, but it made them happy. That must be a valuable religion which will make men happy in the midst of persecutions and heavy calamities. From Barnes' New Testament Notes quote, Heavy calamities, end quote, is simply a phrase for tribulations. So, we could also read that commentary comment this way. That must be a valuable religion which will make men happy in the midst of persecutions and tribulations. When in this life do we not suffer persecutions and heavy calamities, or persecutions and tribulations? Unfortunately, it does happen. It also happens more frequently than anyone I know prefers. What is troubling is how such people are counseled to deal with such issues in their life. They are many times told to bear with it. It will get better. No offers of someone being willing to pray with such a person to ask God for what is needed to deal with a particular persecution and or heavy calamity or tribulation. Even a trial of some duration that is wearing on a person. Such people that I have known, without prayer and or counsel, frequently fail, fall, and then become inward focused on how they have hurt God. Such people grow in the belief 
they cannot get back into God's grace and mercy through forgiveness as promised in Scripture. So more frequently than not, such people wallow in their sadness, believing God cannot or will not forgive them. However, Scripture speaks loudly against this despite what people feel and think in just such a situation. This can many times be avoided altogether if proper counsel and ministry were offered to a person before such issues gained a foothold through mere temptations. Notice how others in the past understood their salvation. The prospect which they had of the future inheritance was to them a source of the highest joy even in the midst of their many sufferings and trials. Is our future inheritance the source of our highest joy? Does not joy sustain us in the midst of many sufferings and trials? Every one of us needs to answer these two questions for ourselves. Notice what just hope did for them. The hope which they had of their future inheritance enabled them to rejoice even in the midst of persecutions and trials. What is so special about our inheritance that it enabled others before us to rejoice even in the midst of persecutions and trials? Today, I know of no one where I live that rejoices in the midst of persecutions and trials. Such issues are burdensome to all those I know. Inquiry of many people suffering persecutions and trials and telling them to rejoice in the knowledge of their inheritance only incites their anger. They also tell you that you do not understand even at all what they are going through because you have no empathy for them in their misery. The real question is, why does our salvation so powerfully dictate our well-being in Christ? What are we missing today that our brothers and sisters of years ago had in them so they could rejoice even in the midst of persecutions and trials? This is the primary question we all need to ask ourselves. We also, as much as we need to answer that question, need to find the source of that rejoicing in the midst of our persecutions and trials. Would not a persecution or trial feel lighter if we could truly rejoice while in it? Today, this is such a puzzle to so many because of the contradiction it imposes in the modern mind. How does one suffer and yet rejoice while suffering? To the modern mind, as I said, this is a profound contradiction. Let us see if we can find the answer that removes this contradiction in our modern minds. If our suffering is for only a short time, a season as scripture sometimes says, then we need to start by examining the following. Though now for a season 
a short period. It would be, in fact, only for a brief period, even if it should continue through the whole of life. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17, in part, quote, Our light affliction, which is but for a moment, end quote. It is possible, however, that Peter supposed that the trials which they then experienced would soon pass over. They may have been suffering persecutions which he hoped would not long continue. From Barnes New Testament Notes Why is our time on this earth referred to as short and our afflictions, trials, and tribulations as light despite how hard they really seem to us in the moment. The quoted portion reads in the first half of the sentence in Scripture, For our momentary light suffering is produced for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison. From Second Corinthians chapter 4, verse 17. For clarity, I will read the full sentence in two verses. For our momentary, light suffering is producing for us an eternal weight of glory far beyond all comparison, because we are not looking at what can be seen, but at what cannot be seen. For what can be seen is temporary, but what cannot be seen is eternal. From 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 through 18. So, what does this mean? The trials which Paul endured to many persons would have seemed to be anything but light. They consisted of want and danger and contempt and stoning and toil and weariness and the scorn of the world and constant exposure to death by land or by sea. Yet these trials, though continued through many years and constituting, as it were, his very life, he speaks of as the lightest conceivable thing when compared with that eternal glory which awaited him. He strives to get an expression as emphatic as possible to show that, in his estimation, they were not worthy to be named in comparison with the eternal weight of glory. It is not sufficient to say that the affliction was, quote, light, end quote, or was a mere trifle, but he says that it was to endure, but for a moment. Though trials had followed him ever since he began to make known the Redeemer, and though he had the firmest expectation that they would follow him to the end of life and everywhere, yet all this was a momentary trifle compared with the eternal glory before him. The word rendered, quote, light, end quote, means that which is easy to bear and is usually applied to a burden. From Barnes' New Testament Notes. Notice what Barnes just told us. Here, too, seems to be 
another contradiction. The word rendered, quote, light, end quote, means that which is easy to bear and is usually applied to a burden. Today, many people do not call a burden easy or light. In fact, where I live, many associate a burden with hard work that, for any number of reasons, is difficult to any degree. Other times, people try to work around the burden and even deny it exists. So, maybe now a light burden makes better sense. It would be a burden one could easily carry and or solve with reasonable ease, thus being a light burden and easy to bear. Let us dig deeper on this thinking. For our light affliction, this verse with the following is designed to show further the sources of consolation and support which Paul and his fellow laborers had in their many trials. Yet these trials, though continued through many years and constituting, as it were, his very life, he speaks of as the lightest conceivable thing when compared with that eternal glory which awaited him. He strives to get an expression as emphatic as possible to show that, in his estimation, they were not worthy to be named in comparison with the eternal weight of glory. It is not sufficient to say that the affliction was, quote, light, end quote, or was a mere trifle. But he says that it was to endure but for a moment. Though trials had followed him ever since he began to make known the Redeemer, and though he had the firmest expression that they would follow him to the end of life and everywhere, yet all this was a momentary trifle compared with the eternal glory before him. From Barnes New Testament Notes Clearly, Paul possessed an inability to adequately express himself regarding light sufferings that could be known to us today as trials and tribulations. We, today, do not consider a trial or tribulation as light. Surely, not merely a trifle thing either. Let us see if we can define our suffering timeline defined as a moment, which is but for a moment. The Greek word here used occurs nowhere else in the New Testament. It is an adverb and means properly at this very instant, immediately. Here it seems to qualify the word, quote, light, end quote, and to be used in the sense of momentary, transient. Bloomfield renders it for the at present lightness of our affliction. Doddridge, for his momentary lightness of our affliction, which passes off so fast and leaves so little impression that it may be called levity itself. The apostle evidently wished to express two ideas in as emphatic a manner as possible. 
first, that the affliction was light, and secondly, that it was transient, momentary, and soon passing away. His object is to contrast this with the glory that awaited him as being heavy and as being also eternal. From Barnes' New Testament Notes This commentary passage should clearly define things and remove any conflicts and or contradictions. The bottom line here is, the Apostle evidently wished to express two ideas in as emphatic a manner as possible. First, that the affliction was light, and, secondly, that it was transient and momentary and soon passing away. His object is to contrast this with the glory that awaited him as being heavy and as being also eternal. Can you see the contrast now that Paul was trying to make? While maybe for our lifetime in this present life we suffer temptations, trials, and tribulations, our suffering for such things is very short when compared to soon living in heaven for eternity. I will close with these comments and reference verses. Therefore, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort provided by love, any fellowship in the Spirit, any affection or mercy, complete my joy and be of the same mind, by having the same love, being united in spirit, and having one purpose. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 2. Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of God's glory. Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance character, and character hope. And hope does not disappoint, because the love of God has been poured out in our hearts through the Holy Spirit who was given to us. Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. It should be noted in this scripture passage that hope is worked for and attained. Verses 3 through 4 said, Not only this, but we also rejoice in sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance character, and character hope. These two verses tell us why we rejoice in our sufferings, which we identify more directly as temptations, trials, and tribulations today. Now, notice these five things. One, that men were under condemnation for sin. 2. That this extended alike to the Jews and the Gentiles. 3. 
that there was no way of escape now but by the doctrine of pardon, not by personal merit, but by grace. 4. That this plan was finally made known by the gospel of Christ, and 5. That this was no new doctrine, but was, in fact, substantially the same by which Abraham and David had been accepted before God. Having thus stated and vindicated the doctrine, it was natural to follow up the demonstration by stating its bearing and its practical influence. This he does by showing that its immediate effect is to produce peace. It gives us the privilege of access to the favor of God. But not only this, we are in a world of affliction. Christians, like others, are surrounded with trials, and a very important question was whether this doctrine would have an influence in supporting the soul in those trials. This question the Apostle discusses in Romans chapter 5, verses 3 through 11. He shows that, in fact, Christians glory in tribulation. From Barnes' New Testament Notes If nothing else, remember Romans chapter 5, verses 1 through 2. It read, Therefore, since we have been declared righteous by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have also obtained access by faith into this grace in which we stand, and we rejoice in the hope of God's glory. Next week, we continue our summer series. Our episode is titled, Tribulation, The Goal of Your Faith, Part 3. Are trials and tribulations the means by which our faith is tested? If that is true, it awakens us to better understand God's reasoning for them. Is a person's proven character more valuable than gold? Join us next week to find out. Play or download our episodes from one of our podcast hosts, or follow direct links to these platforms on our website under the podcast menu item. Details follow. All Bible quotes without a citation are from the New English Translation Free Version. We greatly appreciate our audience. We look forward to the return of all our faithful listeners, followers, and new listeners. Thank you all so much. We are very pleased to serve a diverse international audience. Please share our podcast with family, friends, and others you believe would find it a blessing. This study podcast is a wholly self-funded outreach presented by the Church of the Unchurched. Currently, an all-electronic Boston-based outreach uniting the community of lost, searching, lonely, and forgotten in Christ. If you are visiting for the first time, welcome and God bless you. If you are unsaved, we truly hope you find God as well as receiving Him as Lord and Savior of your life.
please find a short link to our episode titled How to Be Saved at the bottom of any episode description. To learn more about us and who we are, give our episode titled Introduction, About Us, Who We Are, a listen. In that episode, you will learn more about us, who we are reaching out to, our mission, vision, ministry, and more. Again, a short link to this episode is found at the bottom of any episode description. Find our website at https colon forward slash forward slash the church of the unchurched dot o r g. Please type the church of the unchurched as a single word with no hyphens in unchurched. Our Bible, tablet, and desktop compliant website has more information, links to many of our podcast platforms under the podcast menu item. We are found on podcast platforms like iTunes, Google Podcasts, Amazon Podcasts, and Spotify, to name a few. We refresh all our feeds with every weekly episode upload on Sundays, East Coast Time, USA. These sites update our feed within 24 hours of our refresh. Our RSS feed is syndicated on many popular podcast RSS feed platforms. Find us on a preferred platform to follow us as we continue to grow. Now, to him who is able to strengthen you, to the only wise God, through Jesus Christ, be glory forever. Amen. Until next week, this is Pastor John for the Church of the Unchurched.